Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I'm a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings, a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me on today as I share a message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. So grab your coffee, have your sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it truly means to being loved in action. Greetings and blessings. Thank you once again for tuning into the Being Love in Action podcast. It is always a pleasure and an honor to have those of you who come back week after week and tune into the broadcast. And for those of you who may be tuning in today for your first time, I just want to say thank you for tuning in and being part of what God is doing through this ministry. On today, I'm going to share a word a message today. And the message is entitled The I Experience. And I'm going to be reading from Mark chapter 7 verses 45 through 51. And the word of God says later that night the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on the land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage. It is I don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. The I experience. Before Jesus encountered with the disciples on this day, there had already been a series of events that had taken place. This same encounter with Jesus is also found in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 23, where Matthew's experience tells of Peter stepping out of the boat and walking on the water to meet Jesus. And then again in John 6, chapter 15 through 21st verses, John gives an account of this same encounter, but he talks about how Jesus withdrew from the crowd because they were not looking for Jesus, the Messiah. They were looking for Jesus, a political savior that, and that was not the will of the father, nor his mission. We're talking about the I experience. And prior to this experience, there was a series of events that had already taken place that the disciples had visually partaken in with Jesus. Can I share something with you on today? That prior to an encounter, there will be some things that will be transpired in your life that is setting you up for the I experience. This series of events these are the things that had taken place. Jesus had healed the woman with the issue of blood. He healed the sick daughter of a synagogue leader. He restored a man to his right mind that was demon possessed. He was rejected among his own people from his hometown. And when he went there, he was unable to perform any miracles because of their unbelief. 
He sent out the 12 disciples in groups of two, giving them power and authority to do his will, giving them authority to heal, deliver and set free those in bondage. He gave them instructions on their behavior when entering the towns. He told them what they were to do if they were invited in. And he told them what what to do if they were not invited in. And he also taught them how to rely totally on God to provide their needs while ministering the gospel. Then there was John the Baptist who was killed by being beheaded. And, and the last event prior to the experience was that Jesus had fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. I want you to understand that in every event, the disciples were physically present and they observed with their own eyes every miracle, every teaching, every sign and every wonder that Jesus had performed. And yet when they were facing a storm in their own lives, they had forgotten who they were connected to. Can I ask you the question on today? How many times have you forgotten to trust? in God's and his history and to trust in and believe that he is very mindful of you. Beloved, I want you to understand that the very first thing I want us to understand in this text is that God is always mindful of us. In other words, we are to always trust in his presence. I want you to understand that the wind of Jesus is all time. In other words, all the time. God is always mindful of us. Look at verse 47. It says Jesus was alone. Listen, he was separated physically from them. The them is the disciples in this story, but the them is also you and I, because we know that physically Jesus is not walking with us. But when we became believers of Jesus Christ, he left something in us, which is the Holy Spirit. And thus we know that he is always present with us. And then in verse 48, it says, he saw, meaning Jesus, he was mindful. It says that he saw them straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Listen, the, it, it, it's when the storms of life are raging, God sees us, beloved, and he is mindful of our struggles. The question is, can you hold on to the oars of life while the winds and the rains and storms come to blow you to and fro and to toss you around like a ragged doll? Can you trust in the presence of the true and living God who is the wind and the wind is that he is mindful of you at all times. So here are the disciples. They are in a storm in the boat and, and as they are struggling, fighting against the wind to make it on to dry land an encounter takes place. Can I share something with you, my beloved on today? There is something about an encounter when Jesus steps onto the scene of your life. Listen, when Jesus steps on the scene of your life, the ordinary becomes extraordinary because 
now. Now something is happening. And we see that when he is mindful of us, which is all the time that we are in, we are to trust in his presence in our lives. But now we know that the wind is all the time that he's trusting. We're trusting in his presence. But now let's look at the who. The who is the very persons, the Holy Trinity, the supreme authority of God. We are to always trust in his power. Let's look at verse 49. It says, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost and they cried out. And, and this is very uh, a little bit mind boggling to me because uh, they walked with him earlier on that day. They had only been separated from him for a few hours because remember, this is after they had fed the 5,000. Jesus told them to go on over to the, to the, to the next place by boat and that he needed to stand away from them for a little while on land. And we believe that he was praying. And, and, and when we talk about the who, and that we are to trust in the, the supreme authority of God in his power. I want you to look at John one verses one through three. See the who is God, the father, the who is Jesus, the Christ, because the word says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning through him. All things were made without him. Nothing was nothing was made that has been made. So in other words, we are to understand that it was the who the supreme authority of God through Jesus Christ, who was walking on the water. Why did not they not see and understand? Because they were actual witnesses to the very miracles of Jesus Christ. It is a direct reflection of their relationship with him. How many times have we seen God work out things in our lives? How many times we have we experienced God delivering us time after time after time again? And yet, like the disciples, when we find ourselves in, in, in a boat experience, what are you talking about, woman of God? A boat experience can be any experience where it appears that you are in a place or a location and it appears that God is nowhere connected to you because you do not see him or you do not feel him. And the place where you are, it seems more dangerous and, and insurmountable than the God that you know of or the God that has proven himself to you over and over and over again. What am I saying? I'm saying my beloved, we are to trust in his power. Why would it be that the disciples who knew Jesus Christ and saw him operating in power and authority couldn't grasp their minds to understand that Jesus the Christ was walking on the water. Listen, I read it to you just now in John. I want to read it to you again. It said that, hallelujah, glory to God in the name of Jesus. It said that in John 1, 
in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning and through him, all things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made. So what are you saying? Woman of God, why was it that they could not wrap their eye, their minds around the very fact that Jesus was walking on the water? They couldn't wrap their minds around it because in their separation from God in that short time, it also separated their mindset of who they were connected to. Jesus, the Christ has the supreme authority to do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it. He defies the nature of, of science. He defies our carnal mindset. He defies our limited thinking because he is God. He is the supreme authority. So therefore we are to always trust in his power. If the disciples in that moment remembered who they were connected to, they would not have been afraid when they saw that Jesus Christ, the deity, was walking on the very thing that he created. The very thing which is water that our minds could not fathom because we cannot walk on water in the natural but my beloved, we serve a God who is supreme in his power and his authority. So in our lives and in our situations, we are not to limit ourselves in thinking with a carnal mindset. We are to be able to believe and trust in the God and his power. Amen. So we know that we can trust in his presence because at all times he is mindful of us. We can trust in his power because God is supreme authority. God and Jesus one in the same because he was there in the beginning. I read it to you in John one verses one through three. So now we're looking at the very last thing I want to share with you on today. That we must trust in his purpose. What are you talking about, woman of God? I'm glad you asked. What am I talking about? It says that, watch this. In every series of events throughout Jesus' ministry, it was for a purpose or the why. Remember, we're talking about now trusting in his purpose. Jesus was the why. Jesus is the why. And so we ask the question, why was his purpose significant? The purpose was significant because Jesus' purpose was to be the savior of the world. He was to become the sacrificial lamb of God. He was to, he was as that sacrificial lamb. He took away the sins of mankind and he became love. He became love and the action of that thing by being crucified. But his purpose was to bring us back 
to divine communion with God. On Calvary, he was separated from God in sin. In that moment when he bore the sins of the world, he was separated from God. But in trusting in his purpose, it brings us back to the who. What does the word of God says? It says in verse 15, because they all saw him and were terrified, immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage. Oh, my beloved, the father is saying, take courage because it is I. He's reminding us that in his presence, we are always mindful. He's always mindful of us. It says that we are to trust in his power because he has supreme authority. But watch this. He says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Watch this. He's speaking to the disciples who are raging against the gravity of the winds against the oars. And they are fighting to get to the land. Oh, listen to this, my beloved. Take courage. For whatever you're fighting against, Whatever that oar in your life is, God the Father is here to rescue you. God the Son is available to rescue you, my beloved, because he's always mindful of you. And when it says it is I, this is the time that we need to celebrate him because the I experience has now happened. What are you saying, woman of God? Jesus is walking on the water and watch this. The disciples never had to go to him. He got from where he went. He got up from off the land where he was and he walked on the water. What are you saying? I'm saying that God will meet you in your boat experience wherever you may be. Wherever the storms of life are raging in and through you, God will meet you there. So what are you saying, woman of God? Listen to what I'm saying. When he got to the disciples, just like when he gets to you in your situation, his words were very clear. He said to them, take courage. He's saying to you, take courage. Because it is I. See, now the I experience has taken place. What is the I experience, my beloved? It is now that Jesus, the I, has spoken. It is I, Jesus. It is I, the Savior. It is I, the healer. It is I, the deliverer. It is I, the Lamb of God. It is I, the great I am. It is I, the lily of the valley. It is I, the one who is mindful of you. Oh, listen, on today, the I experience takes place when you're out at sea in the seas of life, when the rages of war and life overtakes you. And in that moment of fear, Jesus will walk on the waters of your life and he will say to you, my beloved, take courage. For it is I, don't be afraid. Listen, I want you to understand on today 
that God is mindful of you to trust in his presence, that God is the supreme authority over any situation that could ever happen in your life. So trust in his power. And lastly, I want you to understand that it is God, the I, the who, trust in his purpose because his purpose for your life will always bring you back to him. The who. I don't know what you may be facing on today. And maybe on today, there are some things that you have experienced. Maybe you're in that boat and you're in the seas of life right now. And the storms of life are raging over your life and you and you feel like the waters of, of life will succumb you that you're drowning but can I tell you something on today that Jesus the Christ died for your sins on Calvary and when he died for your sins he bore every sickness every disease he bore every and anything that could keep you separated from his love I want to encourage you on today that Jesus, the great I am, the I experience is waiting for you. He's waiting for you with open arms. He loves you so much that he's willing to walk on the waters of the walls of your life and meet you right where you are. The Bible declares that the only thing that is required is a true heart to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. It simply says that if you confess your sins, say, listen, I know I don't have it all together. I know that that I have sinned and I've fallen short. But God, I want you in my heart. I need you in my life. And the Bible says that if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why not try Jesus Christ today? He's waiting for you. And maybe you know him as Lord and Savior, but, but you've been away from him. You've stepped out of the boat and away from God. Listen, I just shared with you this through this text that God is always mindful of you. The Bible says that while he was on land and the disciples were on the boat oaring trying to make it to the other side that Jesus saw them struggling. God knows your struggles. But it wasn't until they cried out that he was able to meet them. And then it says that he got into the boat with them and the winds died down. Listen, just because you experience things in life and you repent and you go back to God, it doesn't mean that you won't have to deal with the consequences of life. What it means is that you won't have to face them alone. See, that's the beauty of Jesus. That's the beauty of God and his love. So I encourage you today to try Jesus. I pray that this message on today blessed you. And if it blessed you, I pray that you leave a, leave a comment. 
for all those who are listening on the Podbean app, leave a comment. Let us know how this 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 podcast or this or this particular episode has blessed you. If you're listening to it on iTunes, leave a message, leave a comment. I, I read your comments. It encourages me. It inspires me when I know that the words that God has given to me to share with you has been a blessing to your life. And if you want to email me, you can email us at Kenya, K-E-N-Y-A, C Williams Ministries at Yahoo.com. And share your stories, share your testimonies with us. And I pray that on today that this message blessed you. I pray that on today you were inspired. And through the word of God, that you had a better understanding of what being love in action is. Jesus the Christ was the consummate love. Amen. And until we meet again on next week. I pray that this week fills you with all the blessings and love that the Father has for your life. God bless you. And until next week, I'll see you then. Amen.